With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Yes, we just talked about all of the free agents from other teams that the Steelers the new have brought in, but what about the guys that the Steelers had to retain? Some of those moves have been made as well, and I really think that the moves, like I said in the other episode, I think okay. Pat Pete's at the top of your mind because it's the big name. Mm, it's the biggest you name. never see the Steelers make this kind of splash. It's the biggest name of the guys that were signed and brought in and the guys that were retained. Yeah, for sure. So, like, that's the one that gets you going, you know, if you're Will Ferrell in Blades of Glory playing the what you going to do with all that hump. on the, You know what I'm talking about? That scene in the trailer where it's like it's provocative. Of course. It gets, it gets the, the people, people going. going. Yeah. That's what the Pat Peterson signing is. It yeah. gets the people of course. going. It gets the blood flowing. Gets the blood the juices flowing. pumping. You see those graphics of like, you know, NFL people being like, a defense with T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Pat Pete, and Cam Hayward? Oh, my Lord! And, like, they do the Vince McMahon, like, yeah, of him the, feigning uh, and passing out. So you get the excitement from that one. But I think the key, key signings have been the two guys that they have You retained. did not let walk away, right. DeMonte KZ and Larry Ogunjobi. Starting with KZ, still don't know about Terrell Edmonds. That news could break mm-hmm. at any moment when you're listening to this podcast. But as we're recording it, I'm looking right now. There's, there's Wednesday morning, to do around about 12 Edmonds. o'clock in the afternoon. Um, that's probably their next big move that you have to think of. Mark Caballi tweeted out like remaining moves the Steelers need to decide on, and, and that was at the very top of his list. Do you keep Edmonds? Do you let him go? I would love to see him come back, but you've kept DeMonte KZ and at least guarded your flank there. So if mm-hmm. Edmonds does walk away, you still it's have not like two, KZ walked you still away have too. two guys. Yeah. yeah. You have a starting free safety next to Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's whether it's KZ, whether it's Edmonds, that still remains to be seen. But at least you know it's gonna be KZ at the very least. And I would really like to see that that trio come back, but Edmonds might have priced himself out of Pittsburgh a little bit with the season he had. Uh, real big prove-it year for him contract-wise, and he had probably one of his best seasons of his career. And, of course, his availability has never been a question. Teams are going to look at that and really value the fact that he's, he's going to be on the field every Sunday for them. So be interested to see what kind of contract he commands. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, again, I, I just think very smart of the Steelers to at least have a nice insurance policy there with DeMonte KZ, who, who may, and maybe he is ending up being better than Terrell Edmonds next year. I don't know. All I'm saying is if 
I could give a wish list to the Steelers like Rodgers gave a wish list to the New York Jets. Mine would be Edmonds and KZ come back because I want that trio to have a full year because it looked so good when they finally got together once KZ came back right. from suspension. Right. Absolutely. I mean, what's, what's really I think it's important to note, too, before you, we don't know the KZ term yet. Like, we don't know how much we paid him. So that what's could factor imp- into Edmonds, too. There's two things that are important here. One is that you are setting yourself up to have at least two starting safeties. Right? If you bring back Terrell Edmonds, then you'll have three. You'll have a good depth guy. You'll have someone in case Minka or Edmonds slash KZ goes down. You have you plug in the other guy, and you're still set. You're still okay. Obviously, if you lose Minka, it's a little different than losing Edmonds or KZ. But I also think what's really great about bringing KZ back is you brought him back. Right, This isn't someone else that you're experimenting on or, or, or taking a flyer on and saying, well, you know, we need another start, starting safety and this guy started elsewhere. Let's see what he can do for us. You you saw what DeMonte Casey did in the Steelers jersey. So the chemistry is already there with Mika Fitzpatrick. They've already played together. Yes, it wasn't under an entire season, but you saw how effective the two of them were when on the field together post the injury and post the suspension. So, if you can't bring Terrell Edmonds back, it it would not be ideal, but it also wouldn't be the end of the world because KZ and Minka know how to work with each other already. Yeah, for sure. And KZ's a veteran. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's led the league in interceptions before. Right, just a couple years really ago in player. Atlanta, right? Yeah, he's a really good yeah. player and, and no one to scoff at. And it's it's not like I'm trying to make Terrell Edmonds out to be this next great Troy Polamalu or, or this amazing safety that you, again, can't have. Mm-hmm. The bill, you can't afford to lose. You can afford to lose them for sure. I, I just think it would be really nice to see that trio together again this this season. I agree. In that secondary. No, I don't think anyone would disagree with you. But it's interesting. the The market for Terrell Edmonds is what's interesting to me. Like I'm trying to find his his average market value or what Spotrac thinks he's going to get because uh, last year he came back to the Steelers on a nothing deal because he just didn't do that much mm-hmm. in that season. In 2021, and then no one really had any interest in him in the market. But I think that's different this year. I think that he's definitely increased Mm -hmm. his market value. So he was paid about $2 million last year by the Steelers. They have him around like $5.5 million this year. So that's not too expensive, right? but it's a $3 million raise that they think at the very least he's worth. And obviously he's going to want a little bit more than just the one-year term. So like, the market value contract on Spotrac for him is a two-year, ten point nine million dollar deal. If the KZ contract isn't that much expensive, more expensive than that, I don't see why you can't splash some money around in that area. But it is very important to remember, Steelers fans, or to make note of that as we speak right now, the team is about ten to twelve million dollars over the cap. A lot of things are going to happen by the time these podcasts get released and when we come back tomorrow to record. That's why we're coming back tomorrow to record, though, mm-hmm. because there's going to be cap casualties. They're going to have to get under the cap, and I'm sure they still want to make moves in free agency, and they have to have enough cap space to sign their draft picks as well. So expect a flurry of moves by 4 p.m. today of the Steelers cutting yes. bait with some of their players because it's just the nature of the business. And you know, one of them that's really – Fat like a lamb to slaughter is Miles Jack. You mm-hmm. save eight million dollars on the salary cap if you were to exercise the out that you have in his twenty twenty three contract. He's supposed to have an eleven point five million dollar cap hit this year. If you cut him, the dead cap is three point five million. You save about eight million dollars on him. So I think that's one that's pretty obvious that they make. 
That leaves them with only one inside linebacker. And, of course, the guy they just signed, Cole Holcomb, is that man. But I just see him as a big cap casualty, and I see a lot of other cap casualties coming. But that might be the one thing that hinders them from getting an Edmonds deal done or, or why Edmonds deal hasn't been done yet. Is because, because of they need contract, to make cap space. Right? And we also don't know what the term is yet for DeMonte KZ. Right. How much is he eating up of that cap space? So you're saying that number could only go up? It could go up, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to go down with all the cuts that they make. Yes, and you don't expect any cuts to really create such a, a bevy of space that you can then go out and... and Assure themselves we can sign anyone. Right. No, it's not going to make them like big time players. This is, I, I think their they're big time signing, I think, was Peterson. Peterson. I think that's yeah. it. That, like, I don't see. And again, that was by name. It wasn't really by cost. Exactly. That was more the reputation preceding him and the name creating mm-hmm. a lot of hype and not right. necessarily the kind of player that exactly. he is right now. Um, but. I I keep refreshing Twitter because I want this term to show up for DeMonte KZ. I'm really curious to see what they were able to get him for. And it would make you think that the fact he might be cheaper than Edmonds, but I'm trying to read the tea leaves here. And if they negotiated with him first and signed him first, maybe they knew he was going to be cheaper and that's why. But it kind of makes you think maybe they like him more than Edmonds. Maybe they viewed him as the priority here, and that's why we have KZ signed and Edmonds is still up in the air and not vice versa. Yeah, I I mean, we will find out soon enough for sure. The only reason I can think of KZ getting the contract before Edmonds when you're looking at it through the positive scope rather than just saying, well, because you're not going to be able to re-sign Terrell Edmonds if you end up signing both, the only reason I can think of signing KZ first is that there was more on the line for Terrell Edmonds in this fifth year that he played with the Steelers, so there was a lot more that was unknown, right? How much were you going to improve in that fifth year, and how much was your market value going to grow, possibly, in that fifth year? And maybe it grew a lot more than the Steelers were prepared for, but maybe they said to the maybe they are talking with Terrell and saying, Listen, we're very happy that you improved this much, and we we'd really like to play with you rather than against you. And so, we know you 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 were expecting this much, and we were trying to give you this much before this year. So I just think there were more moving parts to the Terrell Edmonds contract than there were for the Demonte Casey one. And again, I'm saying that in the perspective of if you do end up signing him, why his contract got done second compared to Casey's. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now, the other retaining of 
talent that the Steelers mm-hmm. exercise, and what a weird way for me to say player mm-hmm. they resign there. Good transition. Larry Ogunjobi. I think that's even bigger than KZ. Uh, guy was instrumental in helping that run defense Absolutely. get from 32nd in the league towards the top 10 where they finished this year. And I know that you got to start to try to step, stack the cupboard with young talent of that defensive line when because Cam's going to leave soon. Uh, Ogan Joby's not exactly a spring chicken either. But in the here and now, I just don't think that you could afford losing him mm-hmm. and not seeing any any level of drop off from that defensive line like maybe it wouldn't have been astronomical maybe they do draft an inside lineman that comes in and and helps you know stabilize the ship some but i just don't see any way that they would have been able to be as good or better this coming season as they were last season if they were to let larry o walk so i think that's a huge deal for the steelers and I, i think that's maybe you could argue they he was their biggest free agent from their own roster that they needed to bring back just because you can't replenish that position like that in one off season and expect to have as good of results as you had the year before. So I like keeping Larry O around for a couple more years. That puts a lot less pressure on guys like Leal mm-hmm. and Loudermilk too, who are still younger and coming along. And it puts a lot less pressure on whoever you draft. I think they're going to draft an inside lineman at some point this year too. That puts a lot less pressure on him. When oh, he absolutely. As well. So I love the Larry O signing. I think it's probably one of, you could argue it was one of their biggest needs to do this offseason was bring him back in. So I agree. kudos to the Steelers for getting a, a good deal with some term done with Larry O. And Cam Hayward was happy, too. He was right underneath the first tweet. I saw the breaking news. Just congrats, Mr. Larry O. Like, yeah, so good I, to have so- you back. Funny that we're talking about Cam. And by the way, I think Cam's excited to have him back because he still probably remembers what 2021 was like when it was him and him alone on the defensive line trying to hold right. that fort down. And Having now, a partner at the minimum, at the minimum, assuming he stays healthy, right? That's a yeah, huge... And Joby missed a couple games last year, but nowhere near the status that the Bears predicted he would be at when they didn't... They reneged on the contract that they had given him, you know what I mean? Like, they gave him that big deal. And then they said, oh, you know what, Larry O, you're kind of hurt all the time, and this Liz Frank fracture looks a little sketchy. We're not going to sign you in Chicago. Steelers have taken that luck and run with it. This guy's kind of just fallen in their lap, and now he was healthy enough to earn an extra couple of years on his deal. So good for Larry O, and and a great move for the Steelers, I think. Yeah, uh, just you, you, you look at where the Steelers were on the defensive line in 2021, and watching it fall from a really high power D line with Cam Hayward, Steph Tuitt, and Tyson Aluoglu, and then losing both Steph Tuitt and Tyson for different reasons in 2021, and then falling down to the 32nd worst run defense, and then slowly watching it improve throughout the course of the season last year. And it is impossible to give credit to the improvement of that offensive line or defensive line, rather, without in the run stop, without mentioning the name of Larry Ogunjobi, and to lo- to have to have only signed him to a one year deal, and to not re-sign him, I think would have been a huge detriment. I mean, to make all the progress you did in just one season's time, I think it would have undone all that progress if Larry O was not a member of the Steelers next year. Super excited to have him back. 
What do you think these signings, both the free agents that they brought in and the guys that they retained, how do you think that affects their draft strategy now? It's They picked oh, wow. an inside linebacker, or they signed an inside linebacker, one of their biggest needs. They signed Pat Pete, a corner, one of their biggest needs. They signed Herbig, a guard, one of their biggest needs. They brought back Ogunjobi, a defensive lineman, one of their biggest needs. So they're addressing needs in free agency. They haven't taken a tackle, though. So maybe that's the the writing on the wall that you could see. Maybe Skaronsky is still on the table. But yeah, one thing that is interesting is neither Omar Khan or Mike Tomlin were at Skaronsky's pro day at Northwestern. Every Steelers first round pick for like the past ten years or in the Has Mike Tomlin era attended He's been by, presence yeah. to their pro day. So. Maybe that means Skaronsky's off the board. Skaronsky might be off the board just because he's going to go top five potentially anyway. He's just not going to be Him there. And the Steelers Johnson are being are realistic. Yeah. High tackles that are going to go. But that's the one position of real need that they haven't addressed yet, Herbig being a guard. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, you can get some kind of inclination from that. I, I still think, despite Pat Peterson, they're going to go corner in the first round. I, I don't think that changes much of anything. I think if you get Pat Peterson on one side, your first-round pick on the other side— and then have like the Levi Wallaces and the Witherspoons, if he's still around, kind of just fill in around the the around those two guys as, as your big key players. And who knows? Maybe if you have the trio come back at safety, Edmonds or KZ sneaks down into that slot, or Minka can you know play a little corner if need be, or take a, a, a if a matchup like a a Darren Waller or a Mark Andrews comes to fruition. You know, you have a Minka that can go on him. So. I still think corner is where they end up going in the first round. Corner or tackle is where I'd say I'm leaning for the position that goes off the board at, at number 17. I have no—I mean, you could make that argument, Tom, only because are the Steelers kind of at a neutral point compared to where they were 72 hours ago? Like you mentioned, like, <clears throat> they had all these needs and they addressed them with the cornerback, the defensive line, the offensive line, maybe a different position than you would have thought, guard versus tackle. They addressed all those needs and, and including inside linebacker, you're not none of those names were like franchise altering names, right? They didn't go out there and get like the Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr equivalent for a specific position, right? So they're, I think they're kind of neutral compared to where they were 72 hours ago. It's just they have improved. They have added pieces to all those positions. So if if we thought the cornerback position was going to be the target in the first round or at least with that first pick at 17 or using that first pick to, to move up possibly, then I don't see why it could have changed or why it would have changed. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um... I mean – Resigning Ogan Joby and KZ were huge. Yes. But then also adding Peterson and Cole Holcomb and Nate Herbig. Again, Herbig is a different position on the offensive line than Skaronsky and Paris Johnson are playing at tackle versus guard. But at least, you know, Cole Holcomb, there's a guy. But you were more concerned to get I think more people were saying that it would be more beneficial to the Steelers to go out and get that inside linebacker via free agency because it was so much more deep at that position in free agency than versus the draft. So now maybe you don't have to go out and draft someone at that position, even though you feel probably the most desperate at that position. 
One position I'm a little surprised that we haven't seen move across the ticker yet. And again, free agency technically doesn't start until later on this afternoon, Wednesday at four. Mm -hmm. So maybe this can still happen. But are you a little surprised that you haven't seen a wide receiver signed by the Steelers? I thought we might see a veteran wide receiver get brought in, be that number three guy. Um, I'll say this. If they sign a guy in free agency, I don't uh -huh. think they go there in the draft. In a draft, and if they yeah. Don't, then I think they're going to pick a receiver at some point in the draft. They've got to bring in at least another body at that position. Just a matter of what avenue they go to take, uh, what avenue they take to do that. Uh, some receivers that have gone off the board already. Alan Lazard went to the Jets. He's got the biggest. Well, deal I mean, so yeah, I mean, he went to the Jets because every former Packers receiver apparently, apparently is going, going to the, the Jets. Jets. But Eleven million dollars a year for Lazard, mm -hmm. highest paid free agent wide receiver. Like you so don't, far. you don't need to pay him that much when you have Garrett Wilson there already. Oh, their receiving core is great. Yeah. We'll get to that in the next episode. Uh, Jacoby Myers signed with the Raiders. Robert Woods signed with the Texans. Deontay Hardy signed with the Bills. Bills just keep trying to throw crap against the wall. To That's really it. Receivers. Yeah. Um, I mean, those Phillip are the names. going to the Raiders, but we don't know what the deal is yet. And Noah Brown's going. Do you mention Noah Brown's going to the Houston? He's going to Houston. But, like, those are names. Yeah, yeah, those exactly. are just receivers. Those are four-string guys. Or maybe those are four-string guys on other teams. But now because Houston isn't great and, and Vegas, I mean, they have Devontae Adams, but they just lost Darren Waller. They need another receiving option. They've got you've still got guys like Thielen, who I've heard is linked to the Chiefs right now, though. So that uh, could actually spell bad news for our old buddy Juju, because if the Chiefs go the Thielen route, they might not be inclined to bring. Juju I also heard Thielen. Sorry, Thielen. The Chiefs are in the Odell sweepstakes in terms. Well, of no, he's going to the New York Jets because he's part of that wish list for Rogers. We know that already. But yeah, I think the Chiefs should be. The Chiefs should look to upgrade from Juju, even though Juju was serviceable, especially down the stretch of the Super Bowl this year. I mean, they should look to upgrade that. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Byron Pringle, Jarvis Landry is someone that might interest me a little bit. I think the biggest problem with the free agency route with wide receivers is that the market is just so out of whack. I right. Mean, they get How do you make sense money. of it? Yeah. I mean, we just talked about Lazard getting $11 million a year. Christian Kirk's contract last year was absurd. Kind of set this market ablaze to being absurd. There's well, a Christian lot of Kirk names. really performed well, though, so that's a tough one to look at as an example, but he still is overpaid despite playing extremely well and being a wide receiver one in Jacksonville. There's a lot of names. Names can be expensive, mm -hmm. and this is a very expensive position group right now in the league. Yeah. So that might be why they're inclined to go third-round pick with a wide receiver instead of let's throw some money and make a splash at Thielen. But I, I thought there was a chance they might bring in a veteran guy at that position. I mean, you want to talk about a veteran guy – I think Adam Thielen would be a great fit for here, but I bet you at his age, maybe he's saying, yeah, put me on a Patrick Mahomes offense or put me on an Aaron Rodgers offense and I could really help out there. You think ring chasing might be coming in a little bit? Yeah, later? maybe. I mean, to spend so many years in Minnesota, and not to say that after one bad year, Adam Thielen is completely washed up, he'll never be the same again, but I bet he's looking at it, okay, I'm, I was not just, I'm not that, it wasn't that he said, I think I want to look elsewhere. The Vikings just straight up cut the guy. I know. They were just done with him. And I can't imagine why. Maybe probably a little too expensive for what his production was this year. And I think K.J. Osborne came on a little bit towards the end yeah, of the stretch last year. Yeah, but you can't just go forward. Like, like, the Steelers can't just move forward with just Deontay Johnson and George Pickens being this, the, the, the locks for the offense, right? I bet... Look, recent track record, the Vikings are really good at replacing wide receivers. So I'm sure. I think that's, I mean, yes, recent, but that is also I'm sure they'll the look best the, case scenario for any team whatsoever. First round, second round pick will probably be on a wide receiver if you're Minnesota to replace Adam Thielen. They probably want to get younger. 
cheaper yeah. and potentially better if he's, you know, hitting the ground running. So he, that's kind of odd that you lately. think, I mean, Thielen may be chasing a ring with Mahomes, but he's six years older than Juju. You think the Chiefs would say, let's get rid of this that's young guy point. who helped us in the Super Bowl on our way to the Super but Bowl. But the same thing, it's like the other end of Thielen's probably cheaper than Juju now, though. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Juju's market value is like $14 million per year. Pretty steep for a player of his caliber. But he had big plays in the Super Bowl. That's going to drive your price oh, up yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you agent, got a ring. I mean, you helped win the Super Bowl. Any good agent's going to point to that. Uh, as far as what's left for the Steelers, we mentioned the Edmonds thing is probably the big thing. Do they sign him or do they let him walk? Another one, Arthur Millette. Does he get a contract extension? I think he's kind of your slot now. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. that you might need to give him a contract extension because – I think if the Steelers were to extend Cam Sutton last year, they could have gotten him on a lot cheaper of a deal. Right. Waited, and Cam Sutton. Hindsight's always going to. I'm not saying Mallet will ever play to the level of Sutton that he gets that kind of deal. But if he's just your slot guy. Maybe lock him into a two year deal now or two year extension now for the cheap. He plays a lot more slot next year, plays a lot better. You already have him under contract. You don't have to worry about having to overpay him now. Uh, Zach Gentry, the tight end. I would bring Zach Gentry back. As Wolf likes to call him, 6'11". I think him and Fryermuth have a really nice thing going with each yeah. other. And I actually think Gentry, always the biggest dude on the on the the in the tight end room and a great blocking tight end, I think he started to show a little bit of comfortability in the passing game last year. And you saw Kenny Point go to oh, him yeah. a decent amount because mm-hmm. Gentry's that type of guy that you have such a niche role as just like an extra offensive lineman almost that teams will sometimes forget about you and you can get open for 10, 15 yards right over the middle of the field. So I bring big six eleven back. Uh, I think Zach Gentry and, and Fryermuth is a good one-two punch to have. And you go double tight a lot. I, I think those are guys that can really help in the running game too. So I, I think Gentry should be one of the top priorities for the Steelers. I, I would bring him back. I know it's a very deep tight end class. I don't know if you want to draft the tight end in the fourth or fifth round. Didn't you tell him, me? Didn't you? Two. Didn't you go after a tight end? We, we, were, we were looking at, at a, a tight, tight end. Because he fell yeah. really far, I think, in one of our mock drafts. But I, I guess the other factor that you have to put into this is Connor Hayward. Right. But with me, Connor Hayward slides in more in the Watt back. More yeah. Than, and he's a more versatile Derek Watt, by the way. And he'll but catch he, balls I out mean, of the But he field. was catching balls down the field like no, a tight end does. Tight end, yeah. But I just think in the long run, huh. his future resides better, in that, that juice better check served. kind of role yeah. in a backfield. So, uh, But I, I think the t- a tight end room of Fryermuth, Gentry, and Hayward heading into 2023 – I would be very pleased with that. I don't see any real negatives. Yeah, in right. Room. And the market for Gentry can't be big. No, he's a and especially tight end. consider what you just said. The tight end class this year is reportedly pretty deep. So would People you are looking at the if, draft. if other teams are looking at that? Are they saying, do we have to go out and pay this veteran what he's asking for the market value for him, or should we just get a rookie on it on a rookie deal? Spot track doesn't even have a market value for, and it does not surprise me. I mean, what made, market made, value is there for a middle of the pack backup tight end? He made nine hundred and sixty-five grand last year. I'd give him two years, two million a year. Give him a nice little raise, yeah. maybe a million dollar raise. I, I think he should be very happy with that. People are going to point to that though and say. Similar to the Derek Waugh contract, how are you paying that guy two, two million years, dollars? two millions different than Derek Watt though? Getting was it three million dollars a year? All right, but you're like paying that? this guy two million dollars a year. 
I'll say this, he does a lot more on the field than Derek. Oh, well, does. for sure. But so comparatively, he's option like number s- Because right now, Tom, just think about it. We're spending a lot of time on Zach Gentry, but it's it's a piece that we believe is worth bringing back. It's Deontay, it's Pickens, it's Najee, it's Pat. Connor Hayward probably ranks above him in terms of an offensive weapon. Probably. And then As do an you offensive ha- weapon, yes. Uh, whatever receiver ends up being receiver number three is going to be in front of him. So at the at the highest, Tom, he's option number seven, and that doesn't include when Kenny decides to make a move on his own. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere. You just say, hey, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart, and she is going to take care of the rest. We're going to take a look at the rest of the NFL free agency, including an old familiar division friend. Finding himself a new home on his fourth team. We'll talk about that on the on the way next. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman. This is the Steelers Standard. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process with superior materials craftsmanship best in class warranty morton buildings are made to last for generations at morton the difference is in the details from their cutting edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field they are dedicated to surpassing expectations their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years and morton buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.